0: I want to jump into the message. We, we're in a series that's called Room for Growth. And uh, I'm going to be honest, and I want us to think it and say it, because we know it's true. I have not attained it. I've got room for growth. Can you say that with me? I have not attained it. I have room for growth. One more time. I have not attained it. I have room for growth. If you're watching online campus, put in the comment box, I have not attained it. I have room for growth some of you type faster than others you know I haven't attained it I've got room for growth and that's something that we need to understand I'm gonna be very honest I'm 44 years old I came to Jesus when I was eight so for 36 years I've been following Jesus and I can tell you I still have room for growth and until the day that I die I'm going to have room for growth in my life. When we give our lives to Jesus, we call ourselves what? Thank you for those three. All right. We'll try one more time. When we give our lives to Jesus, we call ourselves. And what does it mean to be a Christian? It means to be Christ like. A follower of Christ. And the truth is that we need to strive to be more like him. Strive to be more like Christ. Ephesians chapter five, verse number one says this be imitators of God as dear children any parents in the house you know like when you're if you're a mom and you got a daughter and she tries to put her feet in her in your heels and they you know go around the house with their heels right like they're they're trying to follow you or, or your son your daughter they're following you around they're trying to imitate you they're trying to do what you do they're imitating and we are called to imitate God paul actually writes in the book of corinthians imitate me as i imitate christ and that is the reality you and i need to every day strive to be more like him now what's the truth and what's the reality we will never be sinless but every day you and i can strive to sin less we'll never be sinless i mean you've probably seen t-shirts that say that mugs you know instagram posts we'll never be sinless But every day we strive to sin less. And the closer we get to God, the more time we spend with him, the better we should be getting. And I can tell you honestly, I've got room to grow. So do you. So I want you to go with me to Romans 12. This is the main passage. This is where this message or this series was birthed from. And I'm going to let the word of God preach this morning. Watch Romans chapter 12. That's what we should do every day, right? Let the word of God speak to us. Romans chapter 12, verse number 9. Romans 12, verse 9. Buckle up, buttercup. It's gonna be tough. Watch (laughs) chapter 12, verse number 9. We read it last week. We're gonna read it again, then we're gonna break it down. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to what is honorable in sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink, for by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with Good. Verse number nine, one more time. It started, let love be genuine. We talked about love last week. We've got room to grow in the area of love. But then look at the next sentence. Abhor what is evil. If you're taking notes, write it down. Let's abhor evil. So here's the question. What does abhor mean? I mean, if we're honest, we've read that verse. I actually looked it up in multiple translations, and it says it. But I, got, I had to look up abhor in the dictionary. First time I read this. Do you know what abhor means? Watch, it's going to come up right behind you. It means to regard with disgust and hatred. Regard with disgust and hatred. You know, like when you see something that's disgusting and you're like, ugh. You know, like when when you're eating and your kids bring up something gross and you're like, we don't talk about that at the dinner table. (laughs) Because it makes you little bit repulsive, you don't, oh, it takes away your appetite. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. The Bible tells you to hate evil. Pastor, we talked about love. What do you mean hate? I thought we're not supposed to hate. Oh, yes, the Bible actually does say to hate. It actually says there's a time to love and a time to hate. But this is what it's saying right here. Hate evil. Let me show you two more verses. Look at Psalm chapter 34 verses 13 and 14. Psalm 34, verses 13 and 14. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Go to Psalm chapter 97. Write it down. Psalm 97, verse number 10. Look what it says. Oh, you who love the Lord, hate evil. If you and I love Jesus and are striving to be more like him, when we see something evil, we should feel disgusted. Uh But man, do we tolerate evil in our lives sometimes? We. I got room for growth. Oh, that's not that bad. Oh, it's better than I used to do. No, 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 no. Bubble, hate evil. Hate evil. Be disgusted by it. As humans, we tend to measure our sins and the sins of others. Oh, that's a white lie. It didn't hurt anybody. How about the fact that it hurt God that we spoke deceitfully in without truth? That's what the verse said. Go go back to Psalm 34 one more time, 34, 13, and 14. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. And then as parents, we teach our kids to lie. I mean, nobody has phones in their houses anymore. But you know when, you know, now it's easy. You just hit the red button or ignore. But you remember when, like, your phone would ring and you would, somebody would pick it up and they would say, oh, put on so-and-so, and and you're like, tell them I'm not here. My mom says you're, she's not here. (laughs) Yeah, I know what I'm talking about, right? Right? I remember when I was a classroom teacher, I was teaching fifth grade, and uh, this little girl comes in one day, she was absent, and she brings me a note. And the note says, please excuse so and so, for she wasn't feeling well and was sick, and gives me the note. And this little girl gives it to me and looks up to me and says, Mr. Perez, I can't lie to you. It was my birthday and we went to Disney for the weekend. I said, Happy birthday, excused. She couldn't lie. She told me, I can't lie to you. But what do we do? We teach our kids to lie. Are we truly being like Christ? Well, got quiet. Huh? (laughs) Ah, Pastor, I thought you were going to talk about the big sins. There is no such thing. Sin is sin. And we all sin. And we all fall short of the glory of God. But every day as we spend time with God, we should strive to sin less and be repulsed by evil, be repulsed by wickedness and hate it in our lives. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I said it. I mean, I said it when we started the series. I'm preaching to myself. Please don't take it personal. I'm not preaching to you. I'm declaring what the word of God says to myself. This series was birthed out sitting in my desk, in my house, reading the Bible like I do every day, my daily Bible reading time, and I'm reading this, and it was like gut punch, uppercut, left hook. I mean, God was just smacking me. Here I am, believer, 36 years, senior pastoring for 12 years, had youth pastors, done all these different things, and God's like, you're not walking in love all the time. You tolerate evil. You measure it. Felt like Drago was hitting Rocky. Some of y'all have never seen Rocky. You don't know what I'm talking about, but it's all right, go watch Rocky. Hadrian! No, okay, sorry. <laughs> Guys, we need to abhor evil. Abhor evil. Hate evil. Some of y'all are gonna go watch Rocky for the first time today. It is Rocky 4 or 5, What I don't know, but whatever, regardless, let's get back to. <laughs> Abhor what is evil. If something's evil, hate it. Don't tolerate it. Don't ignore it. Hate it. Look in the mirror of the word of God and say, I got room to grow. God, help me. I mean, I, I'm just reading to you, I'm not, I'm reading to you what the Bible says, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Wow, so we going to continue to say, love one another with brotherly affection. And then look at the next sentence, outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another in showing honor. Can I, can, y'all okay if I'm real for a moment? a big pet peeve of mine. It's one of the reasons I try not to go on social media. Because I see brothers and sisters in Christ, some of them even ministers, pastors, evangelists, prophets, whatever. And they are full of dishonor. They don't honor. What do I mean by that? Someone who's in a position of honor, for example, the president, whether you like him or not, falls down and we make fun and repost every meme of him falling downstairs. That is the president of our country. Honor the position. And even if he wasn't the president. He is an elderly gentleman, honor your elders, but here we are, love one another, <laughs> that's dishonoring. But the Bible says, if you're going to walk like a Christian and behave like a Christian, you should outdo each other in showing honor and being respectful again. Whether you like the person or don't, voted for them or not, we should show honor to people. We should show honor to our colleagues, to our supervisor, to our boss, to our teacher, to our parents. But as believers, we struggle with honoring people sometimes. As believers... We're walking around. And can I tell you something? I firmly believe we grieve God, and the Bible talks about grieving the Holy Spirit when we sin, every time that we call ourselves a Christian and walk around dishonoring others. Well, that one hurt. I know, it hurt me too. I have a, a young man that I, that I disciple, and I remember last year when President Biden fell down those stairs, and it became a meme And I saw a bunch of people post it, but this one particular young man that I'm discipling one-on-one posted it, and I picked up the phone immediately, and I called him and said, take that down right now. That is the president of our country, and you're making fun of him. That's not the mark of a Christian. Are we living it or are we not? we wonder why people that don't know Jesus don't want to go to church with us, don't want to hear about God. We're the representation, and we're showing the world how flawed we are. Don't get me wrong, we're flawed. (laughs) We are. But strive to be better because Jesus lives in us, and we're striving to be like him. Don't, don't get offended at me. I'm just reading the Bible, guys. I'm just reading what it says, right? Watch. I'm going to keep reading. Do not be slothful in zeal, but fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Don't be lazy in your pursuit of God and things that are of the Spirit. That's what it's basically telling you. What does it look like to be lazy in your pursuit of God? Watch. I mean, we all wake up tired. The Bible says to seek God early. It's not because I'm just, I'm a morning person. I, I, I can wake up and as soon as my eyes open, I can go. But I wake up tired. This summer has been rough for our family physically and different things or whatever. And you wake up a little tired sometimes and it's like, oh, God will just understand. I just need 10 more minutes, which becomes 20. And then you're late for everything. And what did we skip our time with God? And that's usually what we end up giving up. We give up our time with God. He'll understand. It's still not right. Let's not be slothful in it. Let's wake up and give God the day. As a matter of fact, wake up and say, God, I I, I acknowledge you today. I trust in you today. I lean on you today. Let's not be lazy when it comes to the growth of our spirit. Let's serve. Look what it continues to say. Look at verse number 12 rejoice in hope be patient in tribulation be constant in prayer rejoice in hope be patient in tribulation be constant in prayer can we talk about that middle one for a minute be patient in tribulation can you raise your hand if you've gone through stuff (laughs) you know I'm reminded of several passages. Isaiah tells us this. I waited patiently for the Lord and renewed my strength. Mounted up with wings like eagles, those who wait on the Lord—sorry, I mixed two verses. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Mounted up with wings like eagle, they will run and not grow weary; they will walk and not grow faint. Psalm chapter 40, verse number one. David writes, "I waited patiently for the Lord." And he heard my cry. And Jesus in John 16 says, I'm telling you all of this because in the world you will have tribulation. But be of good heart. Have peace. I've overcome the world. Yeah. So sometimes we come and we're like, oh, why am I going through this? I, you know, if, if God was real. There wouldn't be hungry people. If God was real, there wouldn't be this. No, no, God is real, and He tells you there's gonna be tribulation, but I'll never leave you alone. I'll always be with you. My wife and I, whenever we are faced with a circumstance and we've been through them and we've been through the ringer on different occasions, I'll look at her, she'll look at me, and we'll remind each other of this God is still good, God is still on the throne. And he won't let go. God is still good. God is still on the throne. We go through stuff. It doesn't stop him from being good. Come on, come on parents. We're good parents to our children, but they still go through something. It doesn't stop us being good. I, I remember last year, I, I talk about my kids all the time. I talk about my, my wife. I talk about our family and the things. I put it all out there. And you all see me with my mug. My, my favorite mug says, uh, caution. Caution anything you say or do can be used in a sermon. (laughs) I was using it today. Some of y'all saw me drinking my coffee. Anything you say or do can be used in a sermon. So last year, um, Abigail starts middle school and um, second day of school, tryouts for volleyball. All summer long, She'd been going to the volleyball camp that the school did, and they, they, or open gym, better said, and she would go every week. She loves volleyball, and, and, and she's tall, and she's like, I want to be a two-sport Olympic athlete. I'm going to do one Olympics as a volleyball player and one Olympics as a basketball player. All right, mom, let's do it. Let's go. And she tries out for volleyball, and she got cut on day one. 60 kids tried out. 60 girls tried out for an 18-spot roster, and she gets cut on day one. She runs to mom's office. She's hurting. She's hurting. I'm hurting. I'm crying. I, you know, she patty calls me right away, tells me, and and I'm hurting because she's hurting. She's going through tribulation. Why don't you get a picture of it? So we're like, well, mama, you still gotta play a sport. You you still gotta do something. You gotta be active. So let's check out cross country. So she goes to cross country and guess what? Finds out that she likes it. Is built for it. Excels to the point of varsity lettering as a sixth grader. But she went through tribulation. And sometimes we go through something. And because God is still good and God is still God and he's still on the throne. He takes the pain and brings you into purpose. Be patient in your tribulation. I don't get it. Why? I don't understand. But you're still good. You're still God. And you're still on the throne. I got room to grow. Sometimes I want to give up. Sometimes when it gets hard and the trials and the tribulation, it's like, 36 years I've been a Christian. God, come on. I'm with you, David. You're not alone. That's why I picked Patty for you. That's why I gave you three beautiful girls. That's why you got those people around you. Every time that they're with you, I'm there with you. Be patient in tribulation. Because God will see us through, and that's what He says there. As we're the mark of a true Christian, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation. So the thought I wrote it down this way: Trials come our way. Our way. Let's be patient in the Lord. Trials come our way. Let's be patient in the Lord. Yes, we go through stuff, but God is still God. He's still good, and He's still on the throne. And then this next part of that same sentence was this, be constant in prayer. We need to have a consistent life of prayer. Our prayer life has to have consistency. We're all excellent at praying when we're going through the trial. (laughs) We're good at praying when we're going through stuff. But we got to be constant in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, write it down. It's gonna come up on the screen. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says this pray without ceasing. Second shortest verse of the Bible. Shortest verse of the Bible, Jesus wept. Second shortest verse of the Bible pray without ceasing. We all heard that song Don't Stop Believing. Yeah, we should change it. Don't stop praying constant. I've said this quote so many different times. Smith Mugglesworth, a man of God that I admire and respect. He, he, he was an amazing man of God, preacher of the word and used by the God in a mighty way. And he would say it this way. I rarely go more than half an hour in prayer, but I never go more than half an hour without praying. i say it one more time. I rarely go more than half an hour in prayer but I never go more than half an hour without praying. We gotta be connected to God. The same way you and I are connected to uh, Instagram and every 12 minutes we get a notification and check it. Or your fantasy football league, or fantasy baseball league, or your email, your text message. We gotta have the same connection with God, constant connection. Church, I got room to grow. Let our prayer life have consistency. Then look at verse number 13. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Let me put it to you in layman terms. If you see a need, fill the need. This is what we do a lot of times we see a need we see something and we then pray god send someone and then god smacks up stuff you know i sent you like why do you think god let you see it if it wasn't to do something show hospitality welcome be welcoming let's get out of our comfort zone we are a new creation in Christ. Oh, no, that's this. I, I, is this who I am? It's who you were. And as a believer, I'm different because I'm becoming more like Christ. Then it continues to say in verse number 14, bless those who persecute you. Bless them and do not curse them. We can talk about Go back and listen to last week's preaching. We hit on that one last week. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. And then verse 15, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Watch. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. As Christians, we have room to grow and let's walk in empathy. You and I need to walk in empathy. What does it mean to rejoice with those who rejoice? Man, you got the new job. You got the promotion. Man, I'm so proud of you, Tony. I'm happy for you, man. Uh, Praise God. Honestly meaning it. Not, man, that's so awesome. God, when am I getting my promotion? Why do you always bless him? Why do you take care of him? What about me, God? That's not legit. That's how a lot of us, that's how we're wired as selfish individuals. No, 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 no. You rejoice, I rejoice. And here's the other one. If you're hurting, I'll hurt with you. You know what we do many times as Christians? What do you mean? Yeah, I don't know, but levantate. Remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Get up. And the person's grieving the loss of a family member. No, 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 no. And I'm sorry. This hurts. I'm with you. Cry, weep. Be there with the person. It's what we're supposed to do. How do we take care of it? Because if you're hurting, I'm hurting because we're the same body. We're the body of Christ. Rejoice with those who rejoice, hurt with he who hurts, weep with he who weeps. Someone experienced loss, the right answer isn't get up. The right answer is how can I go through this with you? Don't just show up at the funeral, call them next week text them pray with them how are you doing that should be our mark as christians as followers of jesus got very quiet in this church today cuz it's it, it, this is the word of god please don't get offended at me this is the word of god you're going through something you're not going to do it alone i'm with you with you. Let's go. Too many times. God sent someone. No, 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 no. Let's walk in empathy. Let's feel it. Rejoice with he who rejoice. Celebrate. One of our values at 3W Church is celebrate. We say honor the moment. It's why if it's somebody's birthday, somebody graduates, something, I'm going to mention it. I'm going to say it because we're going to honor the moment and we're going to celebrate you and we're going to rejoice with you. But if you're hurting, we're also going to hurt with you. To ensure that you heal in a healthy fashion. If y'all had seen my spirit, man, after I read this passage a few weeks ago, I probably looked black and blue. But that's what the word of God does, convicts us, doesn't condemn us. It's not about condemnation. Oh, I can't believe I did this, and I don't want you to receive it that way. I want you to receive it this way. God, I can still grow. Help me grow, God. Help me rejoice with he who rejoices. Help me weep with he who weeps. Then verse 16 continues to say it this way. Watch. Live in harmony with one another. Live in harmony with one another. Try to get along. Find the common ground, people. Just because that guy's a Jet fan and I'm a Dolphin fan, we can still be friends. Let's live in harmony. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Haughty is another one of those words we read in the Bible. It's like, what does haughty mean? It's arrogant. Don't be arrogant, don't be prideful. Oh no, no! I'm in a different place right now. I, I cannot associate. Not Bryce thing too. I don't know what happened. I I, I, I had to go drop off something at the school with Patty, and we had to walk from one place to the other, and all of a sudden I got sweaty and. Then, I was running late to a meeting and and I got here and I did whatever and then I finished and Pastor Jose walks into my office. I was like, man, I feel like I smell. (laughs) And he laughed and I was like, like like legit, like I showered this morning. This is clean clothes. I wore deodorant. But man, going from one campus to the other in this heat, I got sweaty. I got stinky. Here's the reality you and I smell. So let's not be haughty, let's not be arrogant. Let's put aside and recognize we're all sinners in need of a Savior. We're all under construction, and we all got room to grow. Pastor, I was coming to church today to feel good about myself. You're going to be feeling great, feel no pain when you and I grow in Jesus. Associate with the lowly. Watch. Somebody's by themselves. Sit with them out of your way. So proud of, uh, I'm proud of all my kids, always, and I remind them all the time, I'm proud of you. At the end of last school year, um, went to uh, Alexandra's award ceremony in her classroom, and um, she's brilliant, I mean, she's smart, she got different awards, different things, one of the highest AR point totals and the things and all this different stuff. And all of a sudden, the teacher says, this is my favorite award. And let me read to you what other kids said about this student. This is voted on by the kids. And it started talking about this student, when they see somebody by themselves, they'll go sit with them and ask them if they're okay. If they see people having an argument, they'll sit there and try to bring peace. And started talking about all these different things and I'm listening to it. I wasn't even filming it, right? I'm just listening to the thing. And, and all of a sudden she says, the outstanding Christian testimony goes to Alexandra Perez. And I got there and I cried. <laughs> and I remind her, keep it, right? like Because is, is like, this is what happens. We do that, especially as baby Christians or younger, but then we get cynical. Because we go through trials and instead of being patient in the Lord... That going through the trials without patience produces cynical, cynicism. And then somebody's on their own, some whatever is like, I got enough stuff to deal with to go out of my way and help that person. I've thought it too, okay? I've thought it too. If this person only knew what I'm going through right now. But God you've called me all right let's go let's not be arrogant let's not be haughty let's be wise in our own sight and then verse 12 let I me mean 17 12 17 watch repay no one evil for evil but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all verse 18 like this should be like memorized if possible So far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. The part that I highlighted there, like over and over, so far as it depends on you. I've heard this, I don't know how many times in my life. From my mom, she'll always say this, Que no quede por ti. Que no quede por ti translate that let it not be your fault let it not be that you didn't try let it not be that it was you oh, but i've called 10 times call 12 but i do it again que no quede there's this um this fellow believer christian gentleman that i ticked off i failed and um, we were having a text message conversation and I had been asking this individual for a few months for a, just trying to work on something and do something. And, and about three months had passed and the person says to me, hey, Pastor David, we're just an X, Y, or Z, right? And, and I, I kind of lost my cool and I wrote back on text if you had been honest with me three months ago, I would have stopped bothering you with it. It was a true statement. Like when I ask you for something and you tell me, hey, it's not, it was, you know, whatever, okay, fine, I'm done. So after that day, the person stopped returning my phone calls and answering my text messages. I've sent emails, I've sent texts, I call once a week because I want to get right with this brother. I wrote them a letter. The last thing I'm going to try is I'm going to send them a certified letter to their house. That says, I was rude and I was wrong and I'm sorry. Que no quede por mi. Now it's on them. It's what the Bible says. But what do we do as Christians? Oh, he looked at me wrong. I'm Come on, Hispanics. You know what I'm talking about. la That's it. You're dead to me. Like Mr. Wonderful in Shark Tank. You're dead to me. That's what we do as Christians. Two other Christians. Forget about two people of the world. Two other Christians. They didn't look at me the right way. No, no, let's go back to the empathy. Let's go back about, what about if that person was having a bad day? Yeah. So on Father's Day, I took all of our family to eat um, for Father's Day. And uh, we went to a restaurant. And uh, my dad and I order our meat very differently. I like my meat well done. He likes it to scream when he cuts it. (laughs) So the waiter comes up. He's taking everybody's order. And he gets to my dad. And my dad looks at him the way that my dad does and looks at him and says, like, look at me. (laughs) I want my steak. Listen to me. Look at me. Medium rare. Did you get that? I want it to moo. (laughs) Says it to him multiple (laughs) times, okay? And I'm like, oh, my God, dad. All right, all right. Y'all know what happens, right? Y'all know what's coming next. Here comes the plate. Here comes the steak. And here comes the cut. And there ain't no red. There ain't no pink. Ain't nothing. As my dad would say, suela right? He's like, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. All right. The waiter sees it. He's a young man, nice guy, right? I've gone to this restaurant a bunch of times. And, 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 and so he's like, comes and, and he sees, like, like, I make eye contact with him. He's like, what's wrong? Did they make the steak wrong? He's like, oh my gosh, I put it in. Like, your dad looked at me in the eyes and said to me, he made me repeat it to him medium rare, you know? And I'm like, Babo, I know you're not the one back there cooking. I get it. Like, you put the order in right get it they made them a mistake whatever but here's the here's what I want to get to what do we do many times say we lose it we blow a gasket we don't live at peace with people we don't walk in empathy we want everybody have grace with us with us when we have a bad day I mean how many of you like grace when you have a bad day when you were in school if you forgot an assignment you want a grace you want a mercy? Oh, but do we love to withhold it from others? My friends, that is not of God. And we have room to grow. All of us. Until the day that we meet our maker when we close our eyes on earth, we need to understand we've got room to grow. This guy right here. Should make a t-shirt with like thumbs and say this guy has room to grow. And as we spend time with God, worship team, if you can start making your way to the altar. As we spend time with God, we begin to smell like God. We begin to be like Him. We'll never become sinless, but every day we can sin a little less. And when you and I strive to grow in Him, when you and I can acknowledge I'm a sinner in need of a Savior and I've got room to grow. And we start treating each other that way. And we start praying constantly. And we start to walk with empathy towards others. When we start to put ourselves in other people's shoes that they might have been having a bad day. When we start hurting with he who's hurting and rejoicing with he who rejoices. When we start to act like Jesus. Can I tell you what's going to happen? The world will recognize our God. And they'll want him to. The way that we live our lives and conduct ourselves as believers. Guys, it's preaching Jesus. Or it's telling people don't have anything to do with him. I got room to grow. And so I ask you, God help me grow help me see the areas in my life that need to be stretched and help me be more like you can we stand to our feet this morning can that be our prayer to God this morning God can you help me grow God can you help me be more like you God, can you point out the areas in my life where I need to grow and change? And we're going to begin to worship, and that's what I just want you to do. Take, Take 30 seconds right there, take a minute right there where you are. And let's submit our pride, let's submit our arrogance. Let's submit our self-sufficiency. Let's submit our judgmentalness. Let's submit the hurts and the pains. Let's ask God, help me grow.